Hey guys, what is going on today? It has been a little bit. Frankly, I have lost track. And if you guys are anything like me, you are probably just sick and tired of all of your favorite podcasts and all of your favorite, you know, sources of media and uh, education, entertainment, motivation, transitioning and pivoting over into COVID stuff. Uh, frankly, I know I am. I can't. Uh, I can't really look left or right. I'm trying to find some time to separate myself from this while still finding ways to be connected with people. So I love listening to podcasts. I love listening to, you know, expanding mindsets and, you know, different ways of thinking and all this. But now it all just seems to be, you know, somebody's thoughts or opinions on kind of the COVID crisis and what's going to happen specific to that industry. So it would be like me getting on here and talking about, you know, the future of health and fitness after COVID or how you guys can implement these specific strategies over the next coming weeks to make sure that you're staying fit and, you know, all that all that crap. And honestly, um, you know, at this point, uh, my assumption is you guys are kind of um, talked out about this. Uh, And even if you aren't, I know I am. So I'm not going to touch base on it too much. But some of the things that I want to talk about today are really how uh, this opportunity and other opportunities are going to come along over the time of, you know, if you take from now till the day you die, to test sort of your resolve and to test how convicted you were towards something. And I've had this conversation a lot this week with coaches as, you know, we work and we fight to keep, you know, our business alive, to keep their jobs intact, to do all these different things, to help keep people engaged as best we possibly possibly can and keep people who have come such a long way to make working out and being coached and receiving guidance and accountability inside of our system. And they rely on that systematic approach for them to be successful in health and fitness. How can we maintain that or how can we continue that to to the best degree that we are capable given the fact that you know we're, we're all remote and you know we have to sort of pivot and transition and so that discussion has been you know at the front of our minds and what I find interesting about this, and we've talked about this in the podcast in the past of, you know, kind of when times are good is, it, you know, when we want to be thinking about making habitual things, um, you know, really locked in into a system, you know, so taking something that maybe we're playing around with when our life is sort of optimal and making sure that we're habit stacking and we're building on top of the things that we already do every day very successfully. And we look to sort of optimize our plan. So you guys know that I like to kind of draw analogies. One of the biggest analogies for this, I think, right now that's in tandem with the health aspect of this is your personal finances. And so, you know, things have been very good, maybe the best ever in the economy over the last 10 years. And so you should have a good amount of money saved up. You should have, you know, you should have had a really high level of employment because unemployment was the lowest in history kind of leading into this. We had a 10 or 11 year bull market, one of the best bull markets in the history of the stock market, the economy for all intent and purposes was booming. And Grant and I had had this conversation a lot of times where, you know, we need to be prepared for these rainy days and we need to take these steps and we need to, you know, knowing that this can't last forever, things, bad things have to happen. Now, this is a very different bad thing than what you would think of happening, which would be like, you know, the economy sort of slowing down some of the ballooned asset prices and stuff coming back down to reality and us going through maybe a two or three quarter recession. Obviously, this is very, very different. However, 
the principle is still the same. Things were going very, very well. And so you have to start to put things in place, security and safety measures in place to make sure that when things aren't going well, you can lean back and rely back on the systems and the safety net that you built for yourself while times were going well. And so let's take this to health and fitness. Okay. Let's say, you know, you have a job and you know, you're married and you have a couple kids and your kids are playing sports and there's a lot of potential excuses for you to maybe not wake up and eat breakfast or for you to maybe miss that workout that day because you know, your daughter's got a game in Gahanna and your son's got a game in Westerville and you live in Dublin. And so you're kind of running all around. So those are the times where when we have sports going on and when we have, you know, school and we have work and we have all these different things that is, is normal. And, you know, now I think we're all sort of realizing that we probably took normal for granted. Normal was, you know, amazing. It was full of personal interaction and joy and happiness and love and sharing and all of those things. And when you start to strip away some of those things, we really are just left with like our raw human, uh, you know, systems, really our habits. And, you know, so Maria and I are very systematic with the way that we approach our, you know, nighttime routines, with the way we approach breakfast, our workouts, um, you know, our day to day, our communication, all these things. So it's been a great test of what habits for me are habits and what things for me are actually contingent upon the days being normal. And so one of the things that I've found is working out for me was not very systematic. It was something I knew that I would be doing during the day, but I had all of these opportunities, right? I had all of these different classes and multiple different locations or facilities that I could go to. And, you know, I really could take the time to just sort of pick and choose where it fit on that specific day. And if I didn't maybe get the workout in that day, it wasn't a big deal because I knew I could get it in the next day, or I knew I could always, you know, pop in and and hit maybe the last class of the day if I absolutely had to. And, you know, I never really let a day or two go by, you know, where I would have multiple rest days in a row. But for me, it wasn't like, a, you know, hey, 530 a.m. every day I wake up. And one of the biggest things that I'm working towards right now is making sure that I maintain my, you know, cardiovascular systems while I'm increasing my strength capacity. And it wasn't very systematic like that, where, you know, my history with working out was very systematic. It was, I work out every day at this time. I'm working on these specific goals right now. And there was zero possibility of deterrence. And I think back to when I was, you know, 25 to 32 years old, which just sort of spans my competitive career inside of CrossFit. It w- This wouldn't have deterred me at all. If anything, this would have helped me double down on my goals. Uh, you know, from from this end, what I see a lot of people are, you know, coming in and we're working hard to establish goals with them or they're working hard to establish goals with something like the level method and understanding how they can achieve and how they can work towards whatever that next level for them is. And that was something that we've sort of set as a goal for a facility, which is to make sure that we're sort of eyeballing whatever those next levels that we want to achieve are for the next test period that comes around and making sure that we're establishing a plan of action that ensures or virtually guarantees that we will move up that next level the next time that we test out for level method. And what we see is the conviction on that was tested during this time is, do you actually want to achieve those goals? Is that actually where your mind is at? 
Or are we maybe superficially creating our goals? And in actuality, maybe we didn't want that. Maybe in reality, what we're finding more of is what we come to the gym for is socialization and coaching and connection, direction, accountability, making sure that, you know, we aren't screwing around, that we actually put the real intensity into our workouts. And when we start to maybe have some of those realizations, it maybe makes us have a little bit of a different viewpoint towards maybe some of our goals. Or if I was coming in and, you know, I thought I was coming in maybe to lose weight, but in reality, I find that I was actually coming for the social interaction and my friendships. What I should actually be doing at this point then is making sure that I keep connection and reach out to the people in my workout class or in my life or my workout partners and make sure that I'm staying connected with those guys socially. Make sure that we're talking about how we're working through some of this stuff together. Make sure I touch base with my coach who I know is the one who holds me accountable and, you know, get some accountability. And that's going to be something coming for all you guys who are still working with friendship is, you know, coaches are going to start to reach out to everybody individually and start to make sure that that accountability, that that reliance period for, for everybody is still kind of sitting there. And what we need to start thinking about as we start taking these things is, you know, recognizing where do we feel off? You know, where where were when things were going really well, we felt pretty good. We, we felt dialed in. Right. We were solid. Maybe that's nutrition. Right. Maybe that's sleep. Maybe that's, you know, workouts. Maybe it's relationships. Maybe we felt pretty good about our marriage going into coronavirus stuff. Maybe we felt like, you know, yeah, like I feel like we communicate pretty well, like we're doing all right with this. And then this happens. And now those systems and your communication processes are actually really going to be tested at the highest stress levels possible. Possible. And how do we respond to that? Because what it's going to do is it's going to shine a light on if your system was actually a system. Because systems operate regardless of what the sort of situation is externally. Right now, there are obviously some systems that, you know, being on a total lockdown can sort of, you know, blunt in your life. But when we start thinking about some of the human nature, the the health and wellness and taking personal care of yourself and your relationships, I don't think that this really changes much of anything. And so what I do think it does is I think it provides a lot of people an excuse And I think that this provides more people more of an excuse than the kind of previous regular life situation would have, which when we talk to a lot of people and you're doing a lot of these one on one coaching sessions or talking with new people, you know, excuses are already sort of abound in our life. And now we sort of have this time period where a lot of those excuses have sort of been removed and they're maybe now replaced with sort of the harsh reality of, you know, maybe I don't communicate very effectively with our, my spouse. Maybe we're not really working as a team. You know, maybe we're, you know, <laughs> maybe we need to spend more time doing X and maybe less time doing Y. And maybe my workouts need to be a little bit more structured or maybe I need to establish a new set of goals so that I have a little bit of something where I'm a little bit more realistically convicted towards working towards that. And what I've seen with people just in watching online workouts is you see people who sort of, you know, inside of our daily systems, they're engaging with gymnastics club and class and they're showing up and they're communicating effectively with coaches and they're trying and they're working. And it's, you know, I really want to get better, um, you know, pull-ups and I want to get kipping down. I want to get muscle-ups and I want to get this and I want to get that. And then, 
you know, the this at home sort of system comes up and all of a sudden, like we don't see videos of them, you know, really drilling in on their pull up homework or really drilling in on their kipping or their gymnastics homework. But instead, they've found, you know, some comp train workout to just do sort of willy nilly and, you know, post about it on social for that day because they're just sort of checking the block on a workout. And what I want people to sort of have an understanding of and what's important for us to sort of take away into the community with this is that's a very slippery slope when we start working towards a goal and we have this sort of willy nilly, uh, I guess you would say random approach towards health and fitness. And this is why I've tried to always express to our community what we're doing from a cycle perspective, what we're doing from, uh, you know, the, the annual goals or from level method or what the purpose of build program is or what the purpose of gymnastics club or class might be during that time is so that people can understand that there is a systematic approach towards the goals that you can be, you know, setting for that time and the expectations that you should have while you're going through those training regimens. And what I know from being a previous garage CrossFitter, so when I first started, when I got out of the Army, I started and I had no equipment at all. Um, I had my my old school, I had to go to my parents' house and get my old school, uh, you know, really crappy barbell and, you know, old school plastic squat stand from, I think I got it when I was maybe 14 and I don't think I touched weights when I was a kid. So I was probably about 10 or 15 years old and uh, had never really been used. And it wasn't a great weight set, but it allowed me to start learning some beginner lifts uh, like deadlifts and allowed me to have an empty barbell to start to learn something like overhead squats. And I was so convicted at that time to learn how to lift weights. Uh, I was kind of sick of being, you know, scrawny and small and kind of sick of being weak and, um, you know, really, really wanted to learn. And so every night I was just, you know, researching and watching all the videos I could possibly find on, you know, back squatting and powerlifting and deadlifting and this, that and the other. And I would follow these programs that I would find. And, you know, we don't have all the great systems that we have now. We don't have like somebody like Ryan who's well-trained and, um, you know, leading us through build workouts or, you know, Liz and I leading you through squat cycle workouts or, you know, whoever, whoever else leading you through whatever it might be, Jenny leading you through gymnastics. That stuff didn't, it wasn't even close to existing at this time. And so what I did was I just followed CrossFit.com, which was sort of this just random, uh, goalless, pointless, purposeless, uh, approach towards well-rounded fitness. And the whole purpose purpose of it was to be random. It was to, it was made for Navy SEALs and special forces. And if you can put yourself in a Navy SEAL or special forces situation, you're going to be going out and having to tackle totally random and different tasks on a day-to-day basis. No two days are going to be the same for you inside of a war zone. And the demands placed on you, your body, and your mentality are going to be drastically different from a day-to-day perspective. You might have one time where the limiting factor in you being successful is 100% raw strength. 
The very next day, it might be relative strength. The very next day, it might be an extended cardiovascular component um, or strength to body weight ratio. It could be all sorts of different things that get called on you. And that was the purpose behind the original CrossFit.com piece. Now, that can be great if that fits into your life situation. But let's say that you really wanted to work on something like lifting or something like gymnastics. That was not a great program to follow because while you might get very moderate better at it, you're not going to be specifically tailoring into some of those individual focuses. And so what happened was you sort of blanketly got better a little bit at everything at like two to 5% per year. And I did that for years and it was a great way to sort of learn and, you know, try and get challenged with all of these new different skills. But what I saw was that my actual real development in certain areas was not very good. And so as I started to do that, I saw that some areas I developed at more quickly, which those are sort of the areas that you're already naturally predisposed to. And then other areas of mine didn't actually really improve at all. And so I created this uh, dry erase board goal sheet, which I wrote on in permanent marker. And I established basically a 90 day goal and a lifetime goal. And I had that sitting in my garage up until about a year ago because I had finally knocked off uh, the the last component of it, uh, which was a 100 foot unbroken handstand walk. And I had set some of these goals in, I mean, this is like 2009. And so that handstand walk goal took me a long time, probably almost eight years of a lot of work to really go and develop. But my point of that being is sometimes the randomization is good for us to sort of figure out what direction we want to take. It can also be a nice break for us. So that's, I think, how some people are kind of thinking about, um, you know, this sort of searching and creating of, you know, maybe even their own workouts or their workouts with their family or, um, you know, some random program that we find online and just sort of cherry picking this workout for today and this workout for tomorrow. And all of a sudden, when we start doing that, we're no longer following a system or a plan and we're not really generally working towards one specific goal anymore. And that can be good for a very short period of time as a little bit of a break, which is great that this is sort of happening now uh, because we can utilize it as a break and it's good to stay active and have sort of a mental and a physical break at the same time. However, what we want to think about then is when we start to, you know, kind of get too far down that path, we need to have a harsh realization of where our goals are, how they maybe need to be adjusted based on what we're doing, and then what the next best step moving forward is going to be for us. And so where we start to kind of think about some of this is, you know, what are the skills that I'm going to come out of this with? And we're going to pivot a little bit away from fitness here. Um, But when we start thinking about the skills and the actual habits and the things that we can develop coming out of this, I think we have to start looking at how we guarantee that our future self will look back on this time and say, thank God I spent so much time doing X during that coronavirus hiatus or thank God that I developed a focus on that or thank God I spent more time laying out a plan and a system for this and I started executing it during that time and we've got I've got countless examples that I'm going to sort of run through here but if we don't walk out of this little you know blip hopefully on most of our lives let's hope that that's all it is If we don't walk away from the saying, I've become a more 
you know, hireable asset to whatever company I'm going to be working for. And unfortunately, we've had a lot of people laid off just in the friendship community alone. But even if you haven't been, you should be looking at how valuable am I right now, given this crisis to my company, because it's also a little bit of a flashlight or maybe a shining a light a little bit onto the future of some of the stuff that might be coming down the road. You know, remote stuff is getting more popular and, you know, computer stuff is going to be key. So if you guys aren't, you know, haven't figured out how to stream effectively yet or how to do handle, create and schedule, you know, Zoom meetings or online Google meetings or, um, you know, how to effectively utilize social media for your company or your school or, you know, your students, whatever it might be. If you haven't figured out some of that stuff, if you haven't gotten better at it, then you're not setting yourself up for a few future that is guaranteed to put you off in a better position from that professional standpoint. And if you have been laid off, what you should be looking at and thinking about is how can I start to look at fields and how can I maybe reposition now that I've had to take a couple steps back and get back on a, you know, uh, an oversight position on myself professionally. How can I utilize this as an opportunity to maybe set myself onto a career path that maybe isn't going to be as affected by the future of virtual, right? So what are things that are just not affected by this at all? We just had a plumber come out to our house today, not affected by this at all. In actuality, he would tell you he has absolutely like he needs to hire 20 more plumbers tomorrow and they're paying $70 an hour to the paycheck right there. Right. (laughs) I don't I can't even do that math in my head. I assume that that's a lot of money. Right. That seems like that'd be well over one hundred thousand dollars a year. And go to, you know, go get your plumbing certification. And, you know, in eight months you have a job that's not going anywhere that's insulated from sort of any potential catastrophe. And there's almost certainly not going to be a future that I can see right now where a robot is, people are going to feel comfortable with a robot coming out to their house to diagnose a plumbing issue and fix it uh, for them. So you start looking at that and these are the opportunities that can be given to you by something bad or by some, you know, catastrophe or some change some, uh, you know, if you're in an industry that's if you're if you run restaurants, right, or if you're like the best bartender in the city or if you're, um, you know, if you're a pilot, I have a friend who's a pilot and he got laid off already. And, you know, he's talking about all these different things. You know, he's got continuing education credits to maintain his license and he's not sure if he's going to be able to afford that. And then if he goes on unemployment or he takes another job that throws a whole wrench in things and he's never going to be able to make as much money and continue to pay off all of his debts from flight school. And so you have some of these big issues. And like my, my first reaction to him is, um, you know, look, airlines are super susceptible to all of this kind of stuff. Like is, do you love being a pilot is being a pilot, what you want to do? And you know, he's like, well, yeah, like absolutely a hundred percent it is. I go, well, then that answers your question. You don't have a choice. You have to figure out a way to get your continuing education credits. You have to figure out how you can become the best damn pilot. So you're the last guy who gets cut in some situation like this. And maybe you need to start thinking about what organizations you're working for, right? Where are you going to pilot? What are things that like a UPS pilot or a military pilot right now, they're not going to be getting laid off, right? But a United Airlines pilot is going to be. And so this is the time for sort of that reflection, that redirection. And it should be true with anything that we do. 
right? And so you should be taking a step back and looking at your your health and looking at your fitness and saying, am I actually convicted to being somebody like, can I say right now to somebody, I'm the type of person who eats healthy and eats on this systematic plan no matter what. If you feel comfortable and confident saying that, my guess is that going into this mess, you had a pretty dialed in nutrition system already. And maybe it wasn't perfect and maybe some things would come in and throw a wrench in it. But right now, if you are eating dialed in every single day, exactly the way you should be, if you are going and getting the foods you're cooking, you're prepping, you're dialing all that stuff in, my guess is that you were doing really well before this also, and that you'll do really well out of this. If you were kind of like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of working on my nutrition a little bit here and there. And then this happens. And now you're oof, like, I mean, you've been ordering some pizza. Maybe you've been, you know, getting some cookies. Maybe you've been grabbing ice cream or getting delivery more. Or maybe you've been just snacking because we're kind of around the house and working from home all day. And so creating meals is kind of weird. I know for me, my system for lunch is Chipotle. Like that's or Rabel or Bibibop, something that's kind of in that modern moderately healthy, you know, simple, fast, clean, relatively inexpensive. That's always my goal for lunch. That's what I always do. That system, having that system be my system has really screwed me up during this. And so now like I need to start and I need to go back to the drawing board and I need to rethink my entire system for lunch. And I don't have an answer for you right now. I still am sort of lost at lunch to this day. And I've, I've gone to Chipotle a couple of times when we should be on a lockdown, right? Because I don't necessarily have great answers for it. And so it's not optimal, right? And so that's one of my systems that I have written down that needs to be improved upon. I also need to start thinking about, you know, when I love to work out, when is my absolute optimal time? And then making sure that that's something, whether it's now or when things open back up fully, making sure that that's something for me that is just an absolute non-negotiable time of day, right? Setting it inside of a schedule and a system and making sure that I pass that workout along with the plans that I want to sort of be achieving moving forward. And that's what I want to kind of think about out of this and what you guys need to be thinking about, what all of us need to be thinking about and what I'm thinking about both professionally, personally, health and fitness wise, relationship wise is what are my systems right now and how are they helping me succeed during this time or how are they causing me to fail? And there's kind of two different ways to look at that. You can look at it as, you know, what are things that I went into it that are that way? Or maybe what are habits that you guys have, you know, created now that are causing you to succeed during this? And so I think a great one out of this is more people walking, being outside in nature, people calling each other, calling their parents, video conferencing, connecting in a remote way that if we were all in the hustle and bustle of everyday life, we might not have been doing. I know more people are slowing down in reading and meditating. The, the pace of life has slowed a little bit. And I think that is expressly positive, but only if you're looking at it as skills to develop a habit. Right. So if you go out and you go on a walk and you feel way better when you go out for, you know, a two or three mile walk with your dog, that low grade aerobic activity, getting some vitamin D and being out in nature is good for you in every possible way that something can be good for you. 
How can you make that a system for when things go back to quote unquote normal? Is that something where, you know, during our lunch break, you know, I can I can get something I can maybe prep food so that I can eat and then go on a 30 minute walk around the campus of our workplace or just downtown. And maybe I bring some walking shoes to work with me and I just get outside and I go and do that then. Or maybe I wake up in the morning and I pop a podcast on and I go and take my my dogs for a 30 or 40 minute walk before the sun even comes up. I think that there's a lot of options and there's a lot of positives that can come out of this. But, you know, the the habit that I hope that we're not driving deeper into the ground and the thing that I am probably the most worried about is we have a sedentary culture uh, that is very, very comfortable and they're comfortable being on their cell phones and watching Netflix and ordering things online and having things delivered straight to their home. And I think we're already probably, I think a big reason that this health crisis is really hitting us so hard is I think that we already have a community of people that are operating inside of a system that weakens immune systems. Um, And that's everything from not getting enough vitamin D and sunlight all the way up to and including exercise and nutrition. And the component that you hope comes out of this is that people take a little bit better care of themselves and their immune systems, that they actually pay attention to some of those habits like binge watching Netflix or, you know, shows on Amazon or whatever your streaming services on or where we get our news from or what we're watching from a social media perspective and how we pay attention to some of those things. My worry is that some of those habits and, you know, Maria came up to me uh, a couple days ago and goes, oh my gosh, I go, what? She goes, my screen time was up 80% last week. And I was like, yep, check mine, 62%. Now, granted, I was like, my my entire 62% was still mostly audiobooks and podcasts, which is still somewhat positive. Um, but there was social media in there, right? There's a little more time on Twitter, a little more time on Instagram, uh, up from zero, always a little more time. And you start to run into some of these things where you can already start to see that seductress of sedentary lifestyle or, um, you know, that kind of go and stop. So, you know, I've been seeing this a lot and trying to help people with the, the idea of we're going to go and work out and we get our workout in all day, but then we come in and we have no other activity. You know, we sit around, we're generally lazy, um, you know, and we don't continue to think about being on our feet or going out on walks or doing X and Y and Z from a habitual standpoint to make sure that we are moving that ball from a health and fitness standpoint forward. And that we're also putting them only in place if we can make sure that it's going to be a system for us kind of moving forward. And if it's something that helps you, helps provide mental clarity, and honestly, even doing this podcast has just helped helping me verbalize all of this stuff is putting me into a better mental place. Wasn't in a great mental place earlier this morning. You know, I'd be lying to you guys if I didn't tell you that, um, you know, the last, uh, you know, two ish weeks has been probably the most I've maybe ever struggled, you know, mentally uh, with with everything. And, uh, you know, the the things that are helping me, the systems that are putting me into a better mental place are the mindset group every morning. Uh, meeting with our team virtually and seeing everybody's faces and smiling and laughing, calling my family and talking to them. Um, and 
I'm, I'm very appreciative for those things, but I know for a fact that there will be some pretty significant and serious changes coming to friendship on the other side of this. Uh, things like a, like a, a daily mindset check-in, um, you know, maybe not five or six days a week, but maybe, you know, two or three. Things like maybe doing, um, you know, the, some of these electronic groups that are doing so well for people like a run club and, you know, utilizing some of those groups to do things like sign up for adventure races or sign up for, you know, 5Ks and marathons to get involved. This week, we're going to be rolling out our huge random act of kindness and our give back campaign and things for us to go and get involved with. I think there's a lot of these things that, um, you know, ha- we've found make us feel better and make put us into a better mental place to be better people and better members of our community um just from sort of being able to being forced i guess you would say to sort of sit inside and just have nothing to do but think about what can we do to get out of this sort of fog that you get in when you're sedentary and you know for that i'm super thankful but it also is something for us to start really paying attention to the stuff that we're doing right now that it, we think is an improvement in our life. And I think for some of you guys, you know, we're all very lucky to if you guys are still getting paid and you guys still have a job and, you know, workforces and bosses are looking out for you guys. I hope that you guys are very appreciative of that because, you know, being on the other side of it, it's it's scary and it's not easy to promise some of those things. Um, if that is you. And you find yourself right now enjoying being around your family more and enjoying not stressing so much about the deal or, you know, work, whatever that might look like for you. If you find yourself there, I hope that coming out of this, that you start to take some action to maybe figure out ways to work from home more, figure out ways to be more remote so that you can do those things and spend more time with your family and take more walks and meditate more and read in the mornings and just relax a little bit. And then what can we do from a skill standpoint? What can we create? What can we develop? What can we do? How can we utilize some of that time for us to acquire and develop a few very specific skills coming out of this that we can start to turn into habits so that we can make sure we're kind of aimed and pointed in the right direction uh, when we get set back onto the ground. And as we start approaching that and as you guys start kind of wrapping up, um, you know, this week and into next week, uh, realize that we probably have about a month more. So it's not too late for you to sign up for that online course. It's not too late for you to, you know, refocus on, you know, getting your pull up or getting a handstand or working on your squat mobility, you know, or getting back with that coach and getting a nutrition plan dialed back in. We have there's time. And as you guys may or may not have realized, time actually goes by pretty fast when we're home during this time. And so we have to start thinking about setting up some of those plans and systems for us moving forward now. And that way we can start to kind of get the get the things set and start to turn them into habits over the next three to four weeks. And so the big thought here, the thing that I had written down is, wouldn't it be the biggest shame in the world if our community and by that I I mean friendship if our community came out of this and 
wasn't more dialed in with their goals, more convicted with their plan, more understanding of what they're going to be doing when they get out of this in terms of getting back into the facility and dialing things in, more relaxed with less stress, in a better position in place with their family and with their home life, and hopefully taking back new job skills into their work environment that are going to help that company continue to succeed moving forward. Wouldn't that just be the biggest shame if we all just sort of went back to normal, for lack of a better way to put it? You know, we went back to just what it was before. And all we'd accomplished was we'd knocked out this show and that show and we'd watched the Tiger King and Ozarks and whatever else is coming out that everybody's texting about all day. Wouldn't that be such a shame? Wouldn't we look back on that and just think, boy, that was the one time maybe in the whole rest of our adult lives that we are going to be away from work and stuck at home with our family to do projects and talk to each other about our our goals and our dreams and our aspirations and what we want our families to be and what we want our house to look like and um, you know the skills that we want to acquire and the stuff that we want to do and start to set out those habits and those goals and start to hold each other accountable to working towards them wouldn't that just be such a shame And I don't know if we're going to ever get an opportunity like this again. And I understand fully that we are in the middle of a pandemic and that there's a lot of negatives that can be taken away from this. But if you can't see the positives, if you don't understand the opportunity that lies at your feet, then I I just I don't I don't know what's going on. Like there's there's so much that can be done given a 14 or 16 hour day Uh, and enough. You know, if you have the Internet and you've got time and persistence, you can achieve anything. I mean, really, you can. Now, sometimes you might need help. You might need guidance. You might need a kick in the butt. If you guys need a kick in the butt, give me a call. Shoot me an email. Happy to give you a little kick in the butt. Get on a call with you. Help you out in whatever way you need it. And I'm not, you know, don't get me wrong by any means. I'm still figuring all this out, too. But we all have to start thinking about what is going to come on this on the back end. What habits will I have developed that I know I'm going to keep that are going to be such a huge benefit to myself and my family? What are the skills that I'm going to have acquired so that my job is able to be done remote for the rest of my life so that I can be this massive asset to this company when I get back? It's going to blow people away that I learned everything in the world about, you know, digital marketing. And so now, you know, I was a copywriting expert in my marketing firm and I, you know, I got put on a temporary eight week hiatus or I got fired or I got this or I got that. And now all of a sudden, like I'm, I'm, I've turned myself into just this guru who's totally prepared to do everything from Snapchat to LinkedIn to social media to whatever. And I'm, I'm just this hybrid, this full package from a marketing perspective. How can we utilize our time to do that? And so as we start kind of getting closer and closer uh, to getting into April, which April will be the month, I think we're quarantined for all of April. I don't think that anything gets back to normal until May. And that means that you are going to have 30 days, 30 days to make and build a habit, 30 days to establish a plan and start to execute on it, 
30 days to get, you know, for lack of a better way to put it, as I told Maria, to get your shit cleaned up. And so let's like, let's start dialing it in guys. Um, you know, I know that the first two weeks have been weird. If you guys are like me, it's been really weird. Um, trying to, you're just sort of like wandering in this space of shooting from the hip. And that's why I empathize a little bit with the government is like, look, there's no plan for this. You know, we're all just trying to figure it out based on the information that we've got. But now when, you know, we have a little bit more of an understanding that, you know, the projections are dialed in and, you know, it looks like this thing's going to hit Ohio in mid to late April. And it looks like we're going to be, you know, hitting the down curve at the beginning of May, which puts us somewhere around that first week of May to start opening some things back up. And so that gives you a timeline. And what I know you can achieve in six weeks is absolutely incredible. You can teach yourself the beginnings of a foreign language or an instrument. You can, you know, get a massive amount done. I mean, I've seen people lose, you know, 6% body fat in six weeks. You know, you can dial in exactly whatever you want to dial in. There's absolutely no reason for this to be a pause. There's absolutely no reason for this to be a time where you wouldn't move the ball forward. You know, if you guys came into friendship and you were looking to get off chronic disease medication or you were looking to lose weight or you were looking to just, like this is the, you're not going to have a better time than this. This should be the, it should be the easiest that it'll ever be right now. And if you can't do it during this time, then you probably can't do it. And the only thing I think staying in the way is some of our accountability systems that we rely on to be somebody looking at us in person. They're easy to avoid. It's easy to cancel a Zoom call. It's easy to cancel a phone call or not answer a text message or an email when, it, when you don't want to. And just put it off till tomorrow because you're sick of it. That's the only difference is when you show up to a physical facility and you're looking at somebody and you're hearing the empathy in the voice and you hear how much they care about you meeting that same goal, it's really hard to look at that person and just be like, yeah, like, I don't know. I just was just kind of sort of going to quit on that goal that I told you about. They're going to be like, what? Like, quit? Like, hell no. You're, you're crazy if you think I'm going to let you quit. Like, get out of here. Like, go get, go get into class. Go get your butt to work. We got, we got stuff to accomplish. We got shit to do. I don't have any time for you talking about quitting. But if that's the conversation that you know is going to come and happen with you, and you know that's where you're going to be, and so you have a Zoom called schedule with a coach and that coach is going to call and be like, hey, what have you been doing? And you're just kind of like, oh, like, yeah, I found this really cool workout from Matt Frazier's Instagram. And it's like so we were all just like was was just kind of doing that, you know, because he's like a CrossFit Games champion and just thought it would be really cool. And you're just kind of like, yeah, but how does that get us back to our plan? Like, you, you know, your big thing you're working on right now is double unders, like the next stage in the level method for you for double unders, what we had talked about, what we were going to work on was this, this, and this. Have you been achieving that plan? You know, we said five days a week, double under practice for five to seven minutes every single day. You know, are you out in your garage every single morning out there five to seven minutes? Like you could be doing two stretches a day. Let's talk about that. Let's establish our plan. You're like, oh yeah, no, like, you know, I don't have a jump rope at home. I've just been using the ones at the gym. So like, I don't know. And you're just like, okay, so you know, a $20 Amazon purchase or a $10 Amazon purchase is what's holding us back from achieving our goals. Was that actually something that we wanted to even do? And if we avoid those calls, if we avoid that conversation, if we avoid the development, 
we're going to get out of this. And I just can't believe that you're not going to live with a ton of regret. And I believe that there's going to be massive ramifications for you, your mentality, your mindset and getting that momentum ball back rolling. If you're working harder and more motivated now than you are normally, which I think you probably should be, then when you go back to normal, you'll be able to breathe this sigh of relief like, oh, God, I am so excited to wake up at a normal time and just take a shower and go into freaking work and just get it all done there. Like, man, I'm so excited. I know the coaches will tell you, like, man, I'm so freaking excited to just go back into classes and coach with Jeff programs and, um, you know, be around people and have that energy again. I know I'm just I'm so excited for that. Like this has to be the mentality that we start to adopt. And so for those of you guys who have been reading Obstacle is the Way, who are following along with the mindset group and who are following along with the book, um, I think that a lot of the discussion that is centered around that has been very positive and has been a good mindset practice. I think a lot of people in there, based on the things that they're saying, are still actively working on these things. And, you know, it's Kirsten is one of the few people who have asked me for a picture of the level method map so that they could start implementing some of those practices at home, her specifically for double unders. I know Ed talked a lot about how he's, you know, more convicted and has more time than ever right now to really work on some of his triathlon training. And there's a lot of different examples around us. Uh, you know, DDP, John Lesh has uh, sent me his daily scheduling. Um, I mean, it's it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome to see what people are, are doing uh, when you hear the people who have a goal and they're so convicted and they're so focused on getting it done and achieving it. Um, it just it it's a it's a different mentality. And I, I think it's probably about 50 50 right now with people who have maybe relaxed on some of the, the goals and the pressures and stuff that they're putting on themselves. And then there are other people who have risen to the occasion and have utilized this time very effectively already. And over the next six weeks will uh, become probably even more of a powerhouse and really build up quite a bit of momentum going into uh, getting back on kind of the all clear. So I hope you guys are doing very well. Um, Good to talk to you guys today. And thank you very much for listening. (laughs) 